Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. So we are back after a much-needed break. So welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week, we are talking a true crime, but it's a scammer. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, mm. Yeah? <sighs> okay. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> but before we do... I honestly can't stand that, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I can't either. Um, just, just a PSA. (laughs) 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 Um, but before we do, as always, how are we? We have, uh, news. I don't even remember what happened last time. Like to be like, oh yeah, since then, uh, since we got back from Florida and Savannah, um, I got laid off. Yep. That's most recent. Um, I started working at Lowe's. Sierra started working at Lowe's. She's doing her damnedest, best job on the planet. <laughs> um, so proud of her. Um, they haven't fired me yet, so I mean, there is Sierra's that. not fireable though. Um, have you ever been fired? No. Okay. Well, no. I mean, no. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's kind of weird, but <laughs> uh, we're going to go with Basically, no. Basically, I worked with I I worked for this company mm-hmm. and um I worked I didn't work with the owner, but for his brother who also worked for the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I say there are not very many people in this world that I really 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 can't stand. <gasps> this guy was one of them. The brother or the owner? The brother. Okay. The owner is amazing. Mm. The brother, no. No. Now, <laughs> spoiled and misogynistic baby. Basically. Uh, oh, and that's that's some strong words coming from you. Wow. I mean, it's it's not a lie. Oh, okay. Well, if it's not a lie, I mean, he literally had a problem with women being in his job. Are you fucking? Oh my god. Okay. 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 Happy International Women's Month, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> Women's History Month. Yay. Um, but no, the major news is, um, I am not moving to Maine. Um, Sierra is still moving. I have decided to stay and, uh, be with the guy that I'm staying, uh, I'm seeing. Um, so yeah, that, that's what's happening. Yep. Um, I don't feel like I owe any other explanation than that right there. No. Um, we are good. Sierra and I are just fine. Fine. Uh, fine. Fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? We're just fine? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I'm fine with you. Are you fine with me oh, still? On 110%. Okay. Um, no, everything's going to continue as normal as possible. Um, she's moving at the end of June. Probably. Probably. There's no set timeline not, on anything. Well, it's not like an exact day or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Like, I have a few things I need to do before I want to move. Like, yeah. I want to do before I move. Yeah. 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 So, it's not like 
I mean, we're obviously still moving out in June, pretty much. Yes. Because just the housing situation. Yes. So we're not being kicked out of our house again. No, no, no. To be clear, we are not being kicked out of our house again. That's not happening um, right now. But <laughs> this time, that's not this story. <laughs> <laughs> Go back a couple of months, and you'll get that story. <laughs> yeah. Like a year and a, a year, year and some change or so. Yeah. Um, but no, everything's good. Uh, we're both good. We're both happy. Um, I'm jobless at the present, um, mm-hmm. but looking, <laughs> but looking, um, but happy. Sierra, you're happy for the most part. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Content a little bit. I mean, everything's always changing. Exactly. But like, I'm okay. Change with is it. inevitable. Yeah. So I do love me some change. Um, all right. Mostly quarters. And I get a little, a lot of nickels in the mail, so. Oh my God. You get so many fucking nickels in the mail. The other day I got a Did you get dime. another one? No, the other day I got a dime. No way. Yeah. Whoa. And it was a dime. I think it was a dime and a nickel. Damn. And the same one. Damn. I know. They gave you 15 whole cents? That's the interest rate. It's going up. Oh, my God. Inflation, whatever you want to call it. <sighs> Hot damn. Okay. All right. All now that we've established that we are fine. Yes. We are well, actually, literally, though, we're fine. Yeah. Everything's good. We just needed a break. Um, Sierra just started her job. Mm-hmm. I was emotionally drained because mm-hmm. of stuff that was going on, but, um, everything's good now. So we are back. Um, I did forget the password to our Instagram. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's why I hadn't posted cause I got locked out of it. Oh no. <laughs> I definitely don't have it. I know. I mean, I could have posted on it, but I couldn't have told you what the password yeah, was. No, no, no. So it's fine. <laughs> anyway, I have it. I'm back into our account okay, now. Good. <laughs> All is not lost. No. Um, so like I said, this week we were talking about a scammer. And let me just say, this is some shit. It always is. It always is some shit. Like, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you watched the whole series of the Glitter Bomb boxes? No. Okay. I will educate Wait. you later. You've watched a documentary that I haven't? It's not a documentary. Oh. It's like a series of YouTube videos. Oh, you only showed me ha- like some of that. Anyways, it's amazing. I don't remember the guy's name, but... Oh, this is the one that we were watching that part of, where, like, he sends it back to those those people that were, like, scamming the old people? Yeah, that's part of it. Okay, that's okay. That's part of it, yeah. Okay. Where, like, yeah, the, they were supposed to be getting... Like, they sent something in the mail to the scammers, and instead of sending what they're supposed to send, they sent the glitter box oh, bomb yeah, thing instead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, okay. And he was, like, working with the FBI and people and whatever. And, mm. like, they, like, actually, like, figured out where they were overseas and, wow. like, everything. So That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Like, it started out way, like, more innocent. Like, every, obviously, people, it was more like people stealing packages off their, um, off their doorstep. Uh-huh. It started out like that. Uh-huh. And then, eventually, they found, like this whole other scam where of people like sending packages and like it was just like a whole thing and so once they got into that that was like where it was like with the fbi yeah and everybody that's but it just started out with like people stealing packages off their front porch so then they would steal this glitter bomb box Uh i don't remember what he made it look like it was um but then they would open it once they opened it 
it had this little spinny thing and it's just glitter everywhere and they had fart spray and cameras and gps tracking and everything and oh it was insane. my god that's crazy yeah it's like it's one of the guys who used to work for nasa and oh. now he does like youtube stuff cool like still engineering but yeah yeah huh mm-hmm Okay, so that's not the scam that we're talking about, but that's really like, fucking interesting. Ours also has it. to deal with the mail, so. Yeah, I'll have to find the guy's name, and I'm sure somebody out there knows what it is. I yeah. Just, I don't remember. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wild. Okay. So, most of this info I got from two investigative reporters who spent literal years. Wow. Yeah. Investigating the scam, so, like, way to go. They're two CNN journalists, Blake Ellis and Melanie Hicken. Again, they have spent literal and actual years investigating one of the largest consumer frauds in history, a case that stumped global investigators for decades. Wow. Yeah. So on to the scam. We're going to talk about a woman named uh, Maria Carolina Gamba, who is of Italian origin, uh, using her like alias trade name, mm-hmm. uh, Maria Duval. So Gamba, which is what, okay, it's going to be interchangeable between Gamba and Duval because they go back and forth on the, so on Gamba her name. is her like actual name. Yeah. Duval. Name yeah. Duval is like her scam name, her scam slash stage name. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so Gamba gave psychic consultations in the South of France and attained some measures of like notoriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sold the rights to the psychic service of Maria Duval and entered into a contractual agreement, a group of people who used those to promote the sale of astrology charts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, possibly in the early 1990s mm-hmm. slash late 80s, okay. uh, the new copyright holders, or perhaps the people who bought the subsequent transaction, developed the scam as it would be known throughout the world. Using information available publicly or through newspapers, advertising at first, then purchasing personal information, marketing databases that would sell, like, no, so sorry, they would mail letters to potential victims offering feats of, like, divine information, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Uh, buy Maria Duval for $40. So if you send her $40, she'll send you information straight from God? Uh, n- like straight from the planets. Oh. Like your horoscope, like personal planned out horoscopes by this like renowned psychic. Okay. You know? Yeah, so she's basically like, like basically telling co-star. your future like... Yes. Telling you your future, like, from afar. Yes. Like, basically co-star, mm-hmm. but, like, it's, like, your own personal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, for you, only you. Yeah. Technically, co-star is personalized, but, I mean. I mean, but. As it, many people as you, that use that. Like, this is literally, like, she would write to you, like, addressing it to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you thought you had a personal relationship with this woman. Okay. Um, so, according to an investigation by the journalist Hickens and Blake, the scam was controlled for some, for some time by two European companies, um, Astroforce and Infogest, both being owned by Raline Jean-Claude Rayol, who eventually sold his assets to undisclosed buyers. We're going to get into some shit, okay? Okay. This is just like the broads broad strokes here. Mm-hmm. Um, the group that now operates the Duval scam may be using the same model with other psychics, not psychics, psychics, 
So now on to like victims. Okay. okay. So Chrissy mm-hmm. will never be sure exactly when her mother first got her first letter from Maria Duval or how she became a target. Uh, what she does know that is in the months leading up to her mother's 80th birthday, 80 years old, before Chrissy or even Doreen, which is the mother, realized that Alzheimer's disease was slowly and silently infiltrating her rational mind, Doreen had handwritten at least 40 different checks in response to Maria's letters, mm. with, uh, which Doreen believed were ending up with the psychic. Chrissy suspects that her mother's obsession with these letters had far more to do with gambling on a cure for her failing mind than winning a financial jackpot. In fact, Chrissy would later find evidence of an internal battle like that Doreen mm-hmm. hid from her children for years. She kept her reader's digest book full of brain games, promising to keep her, ma- her mind sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, not a single page was completed. Oh, no. Yeah. And in her small personal address book was a page where she incorrectly wrote her son's phone number over and over and over again. And I know you know this is one of my biggest fears, but that is literally Mm -hmm. one of my biggest fears is getting, like, Alzheimer's or dementia or both and, Mm -hmm. like, forgetting who I am as a person. That terrifies me. Like, absolutely terrifies me. So on other pages, she furiously wrote her son's name repeatedly, sometimes followed by the words, I need, and it was spelled K-N-E-E-D, new shoes, and help me. I know. I literally was crying. So I, like, worked today, quotation marks around work, um, doing my notes, and y'all. Quote, you could see the pressure of the pen. Obviously, she was angry with herself, Chrissy said. Uh, she goes on to say to have a glimpse into somebody's mind like that, how difficult it was for her to figure out a phone number that she had phoned so many times over so many years. It's scary. I mean, it's scary all the time. Yeah. Like, and it, like it affects people similar, but not the same, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, it's so sad that you could lose something that doesn't even seem like you could lose it. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So the journalists were saying that they would like flip through the pages of the small book while they were talking mm-hmm. to Chrissy and they had never met Doreen because mm-hmm. she had passed, but it was uh, like so hard for them to see like these outbursts of a woman so trapped in her own mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first time Chrissy began to realize how bad things had gotten was in the winter of 2010. Uh, when she helped her mother go through all the paperwork that had been building up in the condo where Doreen lived mm-hmm. alone. It was also out of character. Doreen was once frugal and practical to a fall, owning her own successful business and managing her family's finances at a time when few women did so. Mm-hmm. Uh, now she seemed to have become a, an entirely different person. Doreen's children found buried within piles of coupons, magazines, junk mail, and the occasional misplaced sock of bill from a department store, uh, like a credit card, mm-hmm. um, with shockingly high balance. Like, concerned, Chrissy dug into the rest of her, mo- her mother's finances, and when she turned to her mother's bank statements, she saw a disturbing number of payments to two names she didn't recognize. Destiny Research Center, while the name would remain a mystery to Christy, it would become very important later, mm-hmm. okay? And Maria Duval. Mm-hmm. Every check was made for the same precise amount of $59 in Canadian dollars. Oh, okay. So whatever that is here. Yeah. Um, 
So Chrissy asked her mother, like, who is this? What is this place? Where are you getting this money from? Mm -hmm. And suddenly her mom, like, who was really pleasant, Mm -hmm. like, her whole attitude changed. She turned defensive and secretive and simply shrugged in response to Christy's questions and astonishments. Quote, she was not unwilling but unable to specify what she was getting in return for this amount of money. She finally showed me a large, round metal talisman encased in a velveteen pouches with symbols and some motivational words on them um, and, like, astrological signs Mm -hmm. on them. So it was soon evident to Chrissy that the cheap trinkets and the mysterious woman from the letters were an inescapable presence in her mother's life. So when Doreen was at her best, Chrissy convinced her that the letters were a terrible scam that was stealing from her retirement savings. Mm -hmm. Uh, This realization took huge toll on Doreen, which like, yeah, man. Maybe you believed in something even with one part of your mind. Yeah. Um, Quote, she was shocked and dismayed and ashamed when she realized her stupidity and the financial damage she had caused herself. Uh, I gave her strict orders to throw away anything from Maria Duval or the Destiny Research. She seemed to understand my frustration and anger at the scam and, like, agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, still, her mom's memory declined because there yeah. is no cure for Alzheimer's, and it does eventually just get worse. Yeah. Um, Doreen returned to her secret, like, her secret relationship with Maria, almost like a child hiding, like, a secret stash of candy. Mm-hmm. Um, even after Chrissy and her brothers took away Doreen's checkbooks and assumed legal responsibility for her finances, she would cobble together piles of cash and coins to make up the amount that Maria was requesting from her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, like an addiction. Yeah. That you didn't, can't control or know that you have yeah so from two years worth of bank statements chrissy is certain that doreen sent at least 2400 to the psychic mm. two th- over two thousand dollars that's insane i mean at least that's all it was yeah but still um her total losses were likely much larger because again cash mm-hmm. uh Quote, these scammers seem to have targeted my mother as easy prey, probably from the very first check she sent to them. Not only was my poor mother quickly losing her mind due to Alzheimer's disease, she was lonely, bored, and wanting to be wealthy and well. She didn't have the quality of mind anymore to realize how much money she was losing or how often she was sending money. Yeah. So finally, knowing that the painful tug of war with her mother wasn't going anywhere, Chrissy turned her anger and frustrations to Maria. She reported the crime to police, but they told her there was little that they could do to help recover any of the money Doreen had given away. So she sent letter after letter to the address on the solicitations, uh, demanding a refund of the amount, even if it's just $59 to show, like, good faith, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and for Doreen's name to be stripped from the mailing list. Her efforts proved Brutal. fucking yeah. useless. Mm-hmm. So Chrissy's brother finally resorted to forwarding Doreen's mail to his own home where he could sort through all the junk mail and scam letters, keeping only bills and other important documents, Mm -hmm. which, again, smart. Yeah. Um, Like, these people are doing all that they can, Mm -hmm. like, and all that they should, you know? It's not like they're, like, just letting it go. Yeah. Um, At one point, he received 36 scam letters in a single day. Holy crap. All addressed to Doreen. Wow. 
36. I mean, you know they have to be making money in order to send that many letters yep. out. Yep. So as Chrissy's brother handled all of the mail, Chrissy turned into an armchair detective, scouring the internet in an attempt to uncover which heartless criminals had gotten their hands on her mother's hard-earned money. Quote, it was painful, then it was frustrating, then I just grew angry. Which, like, yeah, girl, yeah. Um, she goes, I'm not an angry person by any means. It takes a lot to make me bad, but boy, oh boy, to find out how long they had taken advantage of this woman who had believed she was getting something for her money. Like, I'd be mm-hmm. fucking livid too, homie. Yeah. So Chrissy spent months trying to get to the bottom of the fraud. When her mother passed away a few le- years later, roughly a year before the um, journalists began their mm-hmm. investigation, investigation, Chrissy still had no idea who was behind the Maria Duvall letters. Mm-hmm. So that's like what they began their investigation in 2016. It started in 2010 at least. So like by 2015, five years almost. Yeah. That's insane. So, Maria's victims were all over the world, but they had one thing in common. They were desperate. Um, We found... No, not we. We didn't find... You and I did not find. No. The two journalists Mm -hmm. uh, found stories from her victims everywhere they looked, online in old newspaper clippings and in many government documents detailing the scams. Mm. Uh, Many of the victims reminded them of Doreen suffering from illness that were chipping away at their brains, lonely after spouses and friends had passed away, living on fixed income and worried about everyday bills or the money that they were going to be able to leave behind. Mm. Uh, quote, he is so desperate for money that he pins all his hopes on this, one person wrote online about their 96-year-old father-in-law who refused to believe that the letters were a scam and even tried to send a cash payment after his family closed his bank account. Uh, In a letter to Maria that was found by the U.S. authorities, another victim wrote that she was in such a serious financial straits that she was struggling to afford new glasses or a dentist appointment. She apologized to Maria for not writing more often, telling her that she was, quote, in distress with back problems. I'm getting more and more broke every day. I can't send what I don't have. And of course, Maria would never be like, oh, it's fine. Because it does not, it's a scam. It's not, I mean, it's yeah. a person, but like it's people, but not like real people. It's in just, the sense that they think they are. It's just so fucking terrible. Okay, so Hicken and Ellis wanted mm-hmm. to understand, like, why these people were the perfect targets. Mm-hmm. So they actually had a clinical psychologist come in, Dr. Peter Lichtenberg of the uh, Wayne State University, so who had studied the financial exploitation of the elderly and underlying psycho- psychology of scams for years. Mm-hmm. So, quote, it's a combination of loneliness, depression, and real sense of invisibility, which, like... Makes sense because, like, old people in, like, nursing homes feel like their family has abandoned them. A lot of times, like, elderly people feel that way. That's why, like, when they're in the house all the time by themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense, you know? And um, he told them that when people fall for a scam like the Maria Duvall letters, this isolation and psychological vulnerability creates a perfect setting for a scammer to enter people's lives as they are feeling invisible to society and even their own families, suddenly someone out there, in this case, a woman who looks so trustworthy, which her, her picture, she looks like a sweet grandma, you mm-hmm. know, um, and kind from her photo alone, has chosen them and is giving them the attention they have been missing. Mm-hmm. 
So for all those who feel like they have like lost their sense of self, this scam makes them feel important. The promises of financial windfalls also tap into the overwhelming desire at this stage in people's lives to be able to create a legacy for the future generations. Mm -hmm. To make matters worse, many people suffering from dementia are more likely to become secretive or suspicious of their own family members. So when my grandma... Mm -hmm had dementia. Yeah. Um, she would hide food mm-hmm. like in her room um, from my grandparents. Like this was my great grandma. Um, and she would hide food from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And um, she like she would hide stuff in her purse. Like like it's for some reason that's just what their brain reverts back to, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just it's very interesting. And it's very sad. Um, it's kind of crazy. I mean, not kind of. It's really crazy, like, that your brain is so smart. Like, smarter than we know that it is. Yeah. And yeah. yet, it still can deteriorate in such a way. Yeah. Very interesting that your brain does that to yourself. Yeah. Especially if those individuals are attempting to like pry into their finances or personal lives, mm-hmm. you know, like the family members, they're yeah. like, I can take care of myself. Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. Um, this makes someone like Maria, whose letters profess love for who they are and an understanding of everything that they're going through that much more attractive. And it makes it even harder for the families to break through because mm-hmm. they're like, you don't understand me like that. Like I am capable, that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the Maria Duvall scam reminds Dr. Lynchenberg of a cult in a way that creates a special relationship with its victims that is entirely resistant to logic, mm-hmm. which makes sense again, because like that cult mindset, like our leader can do no wrong. Right. Uh, quote, the key is almost cult indoctrination. They're so far in, you have to cut the contact off in order for them to come back to reality. Uh, it's the leader, the belief in this person, in this woman, and her magical gifts and her specialness, which is every fucking cult leader. Yeah. Uh, like they're chosen in some way. Yes. So hearing this, uh, Hicken and Ellis Mm -hmm. thought about how family members told them about the letters warning victims to keep their relationship with Maria a secret. Mm. Uh, One outsider simply wouldn't understand. Dr. Lichtenberg said that even mild symptoms of aging can affect someone's ability to reason. A person doesn't need to have severe cognitive impairment. Gotcha. Um, I saw this tweet today, the side note. I saw this tweet today on Instagram, and it was like, uh, don't you think it's strange how 70 to 80-year-olds are seen as non-hireable? However, that's almost exclusively who is running the entire world right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, my headphones stopped working again. There we go. But yeah, I saw that, and I was like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So deteriorating memories can also play a role in an individual's susceptibility to a scam as many victims are unable to estimate just how much money they've been sending because, again, they don't fucking remember it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of Maria's victims weren't elderly or cognitively impaired at all, rather just simply lonely, and others just seem to be more easily persuadable, trusting to a fault. Quote, I have sent this woman lots of my money where I could not pay my bills. A mother of five wrote in an online consumer complaint form in 2014 
saying that she was living on a fixed income and thought that sending money to Maria would help bring a better life about for her and her children. Quote, yes, I feel like a fool, but when you receive letters over and over, you feel like a failure if you do not send it in and get a better life for your children. In another online complaint, a woman from Michigan recounted how Maria's letters had come to her in some of her darkest days. Soon after she separated from her husband, lost her job, and said goodbye to her son who had joined the military. Quote, this scam crushed the last little bit of hope I had in any kindness or miracle that could be and pushed me over the edge. Congrats, you got another weak one. In some cases, Maria's letters have taken more sinister tones, suggesting that min- misfortune awaited those who ignored her. Wow. Uh, in 1997, one woman told the Scottish Sunday Mail that she was terrified of what would happen if she didn't send money. Quote, when I wrote to say I didn't have that kind of cash, the letters got even more frightening. I was so scared I couldn't eat or sleep, worrying whether I'd be hit by a more bad luck. Like, those things, like, those posts on Facebook is, like, yeah. if you don't post this or whatever, like, something terrible is going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah, so that's like basically it. That kind of thing. Yes, but it's showing up directly on your door. Right. In a time where you already feel like you are. Yeah, and it's, like, the same person. Yeah. Sending it to you. Yeah, yeah. So, the CNN investigation in 2016 found that the hoax had been, uh, perpetrated by a massive business network, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. which had kept the scheme alive by exporting it around the world to players like the InfoJust executives charged with fraud. Because there are, there's two that were Mm -hmm. charged with fraud already. Oh, okay. Before Mm -hmm. they got involved in this bitch. So one of the biggest discoveries in the CNN's investigation was that Duvall was indeed a real person and not a fictitious character. Mm -hmm. Because that was what it was assumed at first. Right, just like this being, this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And she too had received money from the scam, though her family insisted her name and image were hijacked by a businessman who made far more money. Uh, they said that their mom just wanted to be like a little famous and make a little bit of money. And then she sold the rights to this to Mm -hmm. someone and they turned it into something more than it was. Yeah. But, um, who knows? Yeah. So two people have pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit mail fraud for their roles in one of the biggest consumer scams in history, according to documents that were unsealed in 2020 in December, Mm -hmm. 2021, um, Canadian citizens Maria Thanos and Philip Lett managed day-to-day operations of InfoJest direct marketing. According to the documents, uh, previous government filings show that this Canadian company used letters allegedly written by the French ca- clairvo- clairvoyant, clairvoyant, God fucking damn it, clairvoyant, Maria Duval to prey on the sick and elderly. InfoJess ran the North American arm of the scan, raking in more than $200 million from more than 1.4 million people. Wow. Yeah. In the United States and Canada alone. So who knows worldwide? Yeah, exactly. Um, their alleged boss, who the government says was the leader of InfoJest, has also been charged Patrice Runner faces 18 counts of mail fraud and wire fraud and conspiracy to commit mail fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering. 
Hot damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, court records show that Runner's arrest warrant was provided to both Interpol and authorities in Spain, where the Department of Justice said he was arrested in December. Social media dece- like suggests that he lives in Ibiza. Oh, okay. So, like, that's why it would be Spain. Mm-hmm. And the Spanish government is now considering an extradition request by the United States, but that was halted due to COVID. Mm. So... Uh, last year, which not like last year, because this was written in 2021, so... 2020. 2020, U.S. investigators flew to France in an, investi- uh, in an effort to interrogate Maria Duval because they found out she was a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, but CNN learned she now suffers from dementia and could not be questioned. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Mm-hmm. So criminal charges have not been filed against her, and these new indictments appear to back up her family's claims that she was not actually the one writing the letters sent in her name. Uh, the documents do not reveal any additional information about the extent of her involvement. So as a part of the investigation, the U.S. government was able to return more than $200,000 worth of cash and money order payments sent in by nearly 6,000 victims. Uh, according to the United States Postal Service, no. United States Postal Inspection Service figures these funds had yet to be processed by a business involved with the scheme and were still in their envelopes when recovered by investigators. So some people got some money back. Yeah. Along with pending checks and credit payments that were stopped, the investigation saved victims of about $827,000. Which is almost a million. Yeah. Which is the one two hundredth, which is something, but... Still. Yeah. So most victims haven't received any money back. And even if more run- money is like returned or whatever. returned, uh, it's extremely difficult to distribute to the victims because of issues of fairness, difficulty in determining who's who's like who has owned the funds. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the victims have died. Yeah. So. That is my case, a little bit different than what I usually do, but I found it interesting, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's thie- thievery is so. Thievery! It's just. My mom called me a thief today. Oh? Because I was wearing her scrunchie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, it's just it's like. It's disgusting. Like the bullies who only say things on the internet. Like, yeah. Like, it's. Yeah. Or, like, the customers that I talk to that only talk down to me because I'm over the phone with them. Because they don't think I'm a real person. As far as you know. Oh, my God, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> my top, my number one phone call. Actually, there's two number one phone calls. Okay. One where the man wanted toothpicks. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have the kind of toothpicks that he wanted. So he called me a fucking whore. It was the first thing he was trying to order. Called me a fucking whore and hung up. <laughs> that was his exact words. He's like, I mean, you fucking whore and you don't hung up. have to keep all the toothpicks for yourself. <laughs> like, can't you share the toothpicks that you have 100% oh control God. over with this man? Oh, my God. Like, you control the toothpicks supply. I control supply. the toothpick supply. We had <laughs> other toothpicks. We just didn't have the toothpicks that he wanted. He wanted the mint-flavored ones, and mm-hmm. we didn't have the mint-flavored ones in that brand. We had another mint-flavored one, just not in that brand. He called me a fucking whore and hung up. Other number one phone call was this man 
that I was talking to. <laughs> and I did my little spiel because you have to like customers. Uh, service agent you got to like have a little intro you know mm-hmm. like when you call a company hi thank you for calling such and such my name is such and such anyway he goes as far as you know are you real and I was like sir <laughs> why would you do this to me today <laughs> like, let's get the anxiety and just, like <laughs> Crank it up to 10. Out of all of the agents that you could have talked to. <laughs> yeah. You're going to ask me if I think I'm real. <laughs> I mean, isn't it relative? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, as far as I know, I am real. And he goes, are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> Why are you making me question my existence at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday? <sighs> I already do that every other day of the fucking week. Um, but yeah, you don't no. need a somebody encouraging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, CVS is the fucking worst. Um, I'm so happy I don't work there anymore. <laughs> but you didn't really. I didn't really. I was not legally allowed to say that I worked at CVS. I worked for T-Tech. But you didn't really. I didn't really. I wasn't allowed. I said, I, cause I, okay guys, this is what, this is what happened. <laughs> so I worked for T-Tech who contracted us out to CVS. Yes. Um, I'm no longer employed there, so I can say all this shit. Um, but we weren't allowed to say, like if we were on the phone with a customer from CVS, mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to tell them that we worked for T-Tech. We had to tell them that we worked for CVS. And then if, like somebody asked like out in public like oh who do you work for I, I would have to say T-Tech because I wasn't legally allowed to say that I worked for CVS <laughs> oh my god it was so dumb it's a conspiracy it is T-Tech is the largest company you've never heard of like also if someone ever tells you they're going to put you on hold they can hear every single word that you are saying just so you know. Just so you know. Ev- I, I heard every single word that was said when I put people on hold. Every single one. I got some crunching in my ear. I had one lady go pee. Like, one lady called her daughter a fucking useless bitch. Like, every single... I can hear every single word you call me. Like, y'all be nice to those customer service agents, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're trying. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, that's my case. That's my job. That's no longer my job. I have an interview, um, which will be this past Saturday at 10 for you guys at a greenhouse. So this should be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. If not, uh, time to be a preschool teacher again. So (laughs) There's that. There is that. <laughs> all right, Sierra, plug all the things, home skillet. I wonder how much I remember. Here we go. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> all right. You guys can um, uh, follow. Is it? Fo- I don't know. You guys can follow us on Instagram and Facebook if that's what it is. Following. I don't I don't really know on the Facebook. Anyway, um, Normally, when she's not locked out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, normally. 
Emily posts things on there normally. Um, <laughs> when I'm not locked out of her account. Probably dead. It's like little, like some crickets in there right now. But eventually it'll get I'll back. clear out the dust bunny. Back to normal. But anyways, you can find us there. Uh, or you can find us on our website, paranormalpodcast.com. Um, we have all the sources and case photos. I usually post two or three on there. And then... Um, Y'all can see this lady. She looks... Okay, so when she was younger, she looks like a sweet little old lady. Mm -hmm. But I think she's dead. She might be dead. I'm not 100% positive on that. Um, I don't... mm, I don't think they would tell us if she was dead or not. Like her children. Mm. Um, Anyway, because, like, I feel like they're on the payroll for the scam. Um, She looks like Barbie as a grandma with plastic surgery galore. Huh. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, it'll be there. Paranormalpodcast.com. You can contact us through there. We have a little contact us part. Or you can send us a message on social media. Um, or if you'd like to send us uh, mail, we have that, too. <gasps> we do. Yeah. P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. That's three ones, bitches. Right. So, um, Yeah. Any way you want to reach out, oh, our email is paranormalpodcast at gmail.com. It is. So that's pretty much it. That that's is. all the allowed ways of, of contacting us. Yeah, you're not allowed to know the other non-allowed ways. That's why they're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't say them aloud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay, guys, (laughs) have a fantastic week. I hope so. Oh, I'm going. No, just kidding. I'm not going to say that. I'm going on a trip. I'll tell you about it when I get back and I'm not there. In my rocket ship? Something. And we're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. There we go. Something, (laughs) something. It's. I don't remember. I don't know. I anyway. We didn't watch. I Ricky didn't watch that. None of the kids that I knew watched that. I don't even know. Little Einstein. Oh, yeah. No. All right, guys. Next. Till next time. <sighs> Goodbye. Bye.